Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Not Your Mama's News, presented by the Union of the Unknowns. I'm your host, Keel Thor. With me are the unknowns, a woman of uh, high sophistication, Ashley, think change, repeat, and a true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q. Welcome. Thank you, Keels. Good night. Thank you. On the Union of the Unknowns, we have several shows. This is one of which, Not Your Mama's News, where we present stories from around the world uh, that you may have not been on your radar. Uh, tonight, we'll start off with Ashley, who has right. a story about some cool stuff. Yes, thank you. And I'm going to, I'm practicing my screen sharing. So if you may bear with me, I will share the article here. So you, you can see a picture of this of this person. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So as we have here, a transgender Muslim woman in quote quotations. Are we sure about that? Correct. Demands ex-boyfriend return his frozen testicles. I don't think it gets any more clown world than that. What? Does it? I think they had a think tank just about that title. Are they yes. okay? Uh, hold on. Are they? We need to spend more time forgetting this one now. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't, don't go we, past the title yet. <laughs> All right, so re repeat the title and then we're going to dissect that for a minute. Yeah, please. Okay. Transgender Muslim woman demands ex boyfriend return his frozen testicles. All right, so his referring to the ex-boyfriend, right? His referring to the transgender Muslim woman. Yeah, oh, we need to we need to figure out whose testicles we're talking about first. Yeah, the that woman's. is a good. That's a good point, and I will tell you that this is a Breitbart article, which may be why they don't say return her frozen ah, testicles, okay. <laughs> because I feel like the, if this was a mainstream, um publication that it would definitely say return her frozen testicles oh there oh, yes nice. yeah so then the next question is i could understand why bright breitbart would put the word woman in quotes but why is muslim woman in quotes yeah. now that part i don't know because i so this person probably their most famous tiktok video is their tiktok video titled the unboxing of d's nuts by rhino witch so if she was actually a practicing muslim i don't think that her handle would be rhino witch so okay so she's pretend he, he oh i'm already confused it's a pretend woman and a pretend muslim and yeah a, therefore we have a pretend muslim woman Correct. None of which is true. That okay. is what that I took from that. That's what I took from that. Okay. And she gave her frozen testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like to, something on the menu. To her boyfriend 
safekeeping at some point, and now she wants them back. Okay, he, he, so he, he, would. he wants them back. So I feel like this says it in probably the most concise way that I could say it. We all know that I get, um, you know, I get all over the map when I'm trying to describe things. So I'm going to keep it like this article says. The video was captioned, which would be the the D's nuts video. <laughs> it was captioned, transgender woman unboxes her surgically extracted lady balls that was packaged by the hospital that performed her gender affirming bottom surgery <laughs> did you say there was an unboxing uh, <laughs> yes oh my gosh which is what i like it even more for that reason because it combines other elements of our society the fact that people have entire channels based on unboxing things <laughs> and uh, why is just... there a chopping block in that video there. I think that is, was is there an maybe... involved in the removal? That's the next suggestion. Oh, that's the next video. video. That's very apt. <laughs> so here, here is, I don't know if this will allow me to, to pull it up here, but here we go. So for those of you who, who are not watching, I'm just showing the video version only of this transgender woman, the unboxing of these nuts. Right. This is where she apparently has picked up a package of her testicles and the hospital returned her, her testicles. I hope right. that they returned the correct testicles because <laughs> if they don't fit, there's going to be a problem. Oh, you know, man. and testicle return mix up is all too common mm -hmm. in today's day and time. The, the medical professionals are very busy and sometimes they send you the wrong pair. Right. They need to zoom in because I can't see them at all on that bag she's holding or, up. Or even just one of, she might have got the one right testicle and maybe somebody else's, I mean, it's bipartisan. They, they call that the old half and half. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So anyway. She the, needs to this... turn off the ceiling fan. That's all I'm saying. Right. So what I have to say about this is that she I, I guess was living with her boyfriend um and they were in the refrigerator at that home they ended up having a breakup the testicles and... not the couple hmm sorry the testicles not the couple yeah yeah it was the testicles that were it was these nuts that were in the fridge so this is a picture where they look actually surprisingly normal um they look very happy together so they, those, they do which one is the actual are they they're both wait a minute so this is the my understanding is that he is a biological male identifying as a male i hate that i know that um and that this person here is the transgender who had her bottom surgery. Okay. Okay. So basically there appears to be some domestic violence that had happened in this relationship. So they ended up breaking up the male, the actual biological male in the relationship ended up getting 
uh, it's not how they word it in the article, but basically a, a restraining order against her, a protective order. And he had two dogs that she apparently took for several weeks. And um, anyway, so it's turned into kind of a big uh, <clears throat> a battle, a, a bit, bit of an issue uh, getting the courts involved. And now it has come to this as well. So she wants possession of her testicles. But that's the sentence you never thought you'd say. I never thought I would say that. That now, is. He, she's ex-boyfriend now wants to keep the testicles. I don't know that he wants to to keep the testicles. That's not the impression that I got, but maybe that, um, you know, I mean, it sounds like the person who had their testicles removed may have some mental illness and you think, (laughs) yeah. Um, and you know, she took the dogs and stuff like that. So it could be a lack of him not wanting to deal with her. Um, the dogs still have their testicles. You know, I, I didn't hear about any surprise surgery. So I'm going to go with probably. Mm-hmm. Now, what if what if the ex-boyfriend left the testicles sitting out on the counter one night and the dogs gulped them up and now yeah. he's just saying, oh, yeah, I can't give those to you. And now she's. I'll just have to give you to... this dog turd instead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many such cases. You know, it happens all the time. You accidentally leave your balls out on the counter overnight. I Next thing that. you know, your dog ate them. I'm just wondering if the uh, domestic violence did involve the ripping off of testicles at all. Is this how how it all originated? Yeah, <laughs> maybe they, maybe she didn't go out of her way to get the bottom surgery, but due to the results of the physical violence or whatever at home, and she was in the hospital, she's like, eh, you know what? Just just take them off. They're I got the impression anyway. that that she, the one who had her testicles removed was the aggressive one. That is the impression oh. that I got. Well, that's so what I, when you remove your testicles, people get aggressive. That would, yeah, that would make sure. me angry. For sure. So yes, I take it that she is the crazier one of the two. Although I feel like if you are dating this woman that you, you might also be unwell. Uh, yeah, my money would be on that. Yes. So, I mean, who really knows what was happening inside this house? But it sounds like a tumultuous relationship. Now, I'm you guys are the experts. When you get the bottom surgery done, does it does it take the the stem with the berries, or is it just the berries? I think it depends on the individual, but if you're doing a full transition, that would mean removing the testicles and creating a, uh, <laughs> bonus hole. A bonus hole. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, but there, she... there are some names online that are descriptive, but they are, they sound a little bit rough. So maybe, maybe we'll talk about it in the bonus content, but, um, anyway, yes, they essentially create a canal. However, that canal, my understanding is that the canal needs to be dilated like every day for a while. 
Um, and then you basically are going to be doing this the rest of your life. You're dilating that hole so that it does not close back up. Yeah. And I've read some pretty awful nightmarish, uh, stories about, um, you know, I, I don't know where I read that and how I got it on my computer, but, uh, there was some sort of support network of people who've been through this and uh, it might've been something that was posted in discord probably, um, sort of propping each other up with advice. Oh yeah, I had to go through all that and, and just how painful it is. And yes. Um, yeah, dreadful stuff, but you know, to be expected, I suppose. I, I think so. Whenever you sign up for what amounts to an experimental surgery, and I would say with a, a poor in outcome in a lot of cases that it is to be expected. And I also, we had talked about this before, but there's a famous she's not a child anymore, but as a child, like three to four years old, she was identified as transgender. And at that age, it has to be the parent that's doing that. And this is jazz. So she had her own reality TV show. She's going know. to Harvard now. Um, and there was quite a bit of hullabaloo when a video or a clip from an episode came out and it was essentially the mom, uh, talking to a friend about how she like will go into her room at night and hand her the dilator and the KY and to do uh, her dilation that day. And basically that she, she had a strong arm jazz into doing this. And then um, jazz was also crying in one segment of that saying, I just want to feel like myself. So it's, it's disturbing. Yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is that that was a little boy that never had a chance. That's yep. crazy. And how, how did the public put up with this? Because um, if that was a fair while ago, wasn't that around about the time I seem to remember of um, people sort of having a bit of a go at, you know, the, the little, the young queens, the beauty queens and that, like without any kind of genderism coming into it. Wasn't there a bit of a hoo-ha about, oh, there's child abuse and what have you. So yeah. Um, that's yeah, with toddlers and tiaras, there had yeah, there were sort of rumblings of that. Yes. Um, now some of that was before my time of really gauging like the cultural temperature online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure, but I definitely think our current climate has made all of that worse. Like it makes people focus on it way more than they did even seven, eight, ten years ago. Well, yeah, that is part of the gender agenda thing. Yes. So. Yeah. Those uh, toddler babe, those pageants have been around forever. It's just yeah. they, that, that reality show kind of brought, brought it, it to mainstream. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I remember there was a bit of an outcry about, well, certain people were saying it's all um, child abuse. And so I'm wondering if, if that, if that was child abuse, was there an outcry about jazz? I'm sure that there was an outcry because these days, anything about this topic that goes into the mainstream gets an outcry. But I don't know how long ago Jazz's show was created. And that's a good question. I really don't remember people being like, oh, Jazz, you know, like Jazz is getting her own child. show. Here's the other thing. I don't know when Jazz got the show i know that her being called transgender was at a very very young age but i don't know how old she was when the show came out and i would say she's at least 19 or 20 right now i'm going to double check that okay so that's um 
that's really sort of one of the original transgenderisms then, I guess. Um, yes. Well, certainly yeah, in the one, spotlight, I suppose. One of the most popular for sure. I don't remember uh, jazz being anything but supported by the mainstream, whatever, you know? It was, oh, for so sure. Sounds like a bit of a catalyst. Yeah. All, yeah. All of, all of, you know, jazz's life has always been applauded and, you know, progressive and, you know, okay. poster child for transgender rights and stuff like that. So to uh, just to give a little bit of information on jazz, she was born in the year 2000. And I think her original fame was starting around 2007. If Wikipedia in this case is to be believed, it probably is telling the truth about her, um, that she received national attention in 2007 when an interview with Barbara Walters aired on 2020. So that was the catalyst. Then she ended up getting a lot of other high profile interviews and appearances. And then I'm not sure what year her show started though yeah anyway <laughs> right either way she was very young when she was assigned transgender and um she did have that surgery and i do think that she will be somebody to watch because she will be an example of somebody who has had intervention very early on in her life yeah i feel like she's she's definitely um a piece a piece of the game sort of thing there for a reason i'd like to mm -hmm. not that i'd like to but it would be interesting to um look into her parents a little bit i mean is, is the father a senator or somebody running the state somewhere <laughs> i don't think so but that's a good uh, a good question so the other thing that i was going to say about um what you had asked about earlier you may be thinking of the film cuties does that sound familiar me no oh no never heard of it okay was that, because the one, that... was that the one with the with the young girls that were models and they kind of sensationalized the ad on netflix or something because it was a little too sexy yeah it was a movie on netflix that had young girls and i didn't know if Stella was talking about that but people definitely lost it over that that's been in the last couple mm -hmm. years i did not i didn't ever watch that but i, didn't I see thought she may be referring to that so anyway, that's my story. I just thought it was a nice screenshot of Clown World. You know, part of me has a, I feel a little bit bad even talking about that because I'm like, well, I'm, I'm bringing attention to it. Am I bringing energy to that cause? I don't want to do that. But on the other hand, I also feel like if we're talking about today's news, it can be extremely bleak out there. And sometimes I just need a story that, is funny even though yeah. it's a disturbing topic yeah I, i'm definitely with you on that i was sort of sitting here going oh we've got to get the spotlight off this now you know it's like i, I feel the same like giving energy to that stuff is exactly what they want us to do so we're sort of playing into it a little bit because um i, I mean I, I even question whether that's real that particular the muslim woman thing i mean that just sounds like you know such a made-up character it's like okay let's take all the extremes put them in a blender and we get this thing <laughs> Yeah, Another and that is very possible. I mean, I, I, if somebody questioned any story that we see, I would say, yeah, you're you have every right to question that. I don't know, um, but yeah, it's just it's so silly. It's gotten so silly. 
So yeah. it's extremely like it's a little bit too silly. You know what I mean? That's that's sort of where I was coming from. Mm. Yeah. He knows. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to bring us back down to Earth. Below the Earth, actually. Mm. In England, in Staffordshire, they've discovered eight graves that they have analyzed and declared that they belong to Knights Templar. Hmm. Oh, Kamala's ancestry, is it? Or... Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Kamala, yes. <laughs> Great grandmother. There is a church, St. Mary's Church, uh, that was at the time that these graves are dated to about, uh, about 800 years old, or the 12th century. Is that 800 years? Longer than that, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the um they the records indicate that the church belonged to um that were were currently under ownership of the knights templar when these graves were uh dug and remains people were buried in them and they're also decorated with uh iconic uh templar crosses and all the hallmarks of what a Templar grave should look like. So anyway, kind of cool. They found some knights from the Knights Templar buried in the uh, black country of England. So, so have they actually I... exhumed any bodies at this point? No, I don't think they've, they've dug into them yet, uh, but there's there. They just announced the uh, discovery. Okay, well, if we're hearing about it, they've probably gone a lot further. <laughs> probably, I, I would, I would think. Um, I was reading this article, and I, yeah, I, I couldn't find where they. It's a frustrating article because they they keep talking about um, Dan Brown and the uh, Da Vinci Code, and they're like, oh, real life Da Vinci Code found in uh, Staffordshire, blah 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 blah, and I'm like get that out of here. I don't want to hear about that. I just want to, I want to hear about the archaeology behind this uh, Knights Templar graves, but uh, they, they give uh, very little details about it. So it seems like the, the, the rationale behind declaring these as being graves of Knights Templar is uh, kind of through adjacent record keeping they've determined that these graves were most likely the graves of Knights Templars. So I have a <clears throat> related question about Knights Templars, but mm -hmm. not specifically your article. Um, but I heard, I was listening to some videos today about the Masons and I think didn't you have to be a Freemason before you could be a Knights Templar? Does that sound familiar to anyone? Mm, possibly. Freemasons sort of come as spawns from the Templars. Yeah. Templars came first, didn't they? Or not? I don't know. What uh, I heard today, but who knows how reliable, was that you had to be a Mason to be a Templar. They are certainly intertwined. Now, I want. I know the Scottish Rite came after 
the Knights Templar. That came out of the Knights Templar. Okay. But and they're associated with the Masons. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it intertwined, but the Templars were basically I mean they were the guards, weren't they, of the treasures? The, royal the predecessors. They I know their their original history was they yeah, they guarded the uh the the they were basically the equivalent of an armored car and they yes. protected these uh caravans as they went back and forth to the Middle East from England or where France or wherever they were going um, during the uh, the Crusades. Yeah, and so, so sort of uh, the gold and everything they um, like yeah. as kings gave well they probably um, blackmailed other countries. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who knows yeah. what was going on back then. But, but yeah, they, the king's gold moving from place to place so it was uh, yes yeah. as you say guarded by the Templars. So they did accumulate quite a bit of wealth and um, had it stashed away. And then I can't remember the year, but it was the Friday the 13th, yada, 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 was when the King of France declared the Knights Templar were enemies of the, the crown and supposedly had them all executed. Um, but there were records that indicate that they uh, owned some ships that left port on that you know around that time and kind of escaped from it all headed up to scotland and so there's a connection to scotland and the scottish rite came out of the knights templar and so people think that all that treasure went with them because the treasure was never sort of recovered or, or recorded that they supposedly had and then of course where did it go from scotland well nobody knows but there are some theories that they uh, took it with them across the uh, North Atlantic and wound up somewhere, um, quite possibly uh, islands off the coast of uh, Canada there, <laughs> possibly Oak Island. We don't know. But that's, the, uh, <laughs> that's one of the theories <laughs> that they, oh, they took, all that, took all that treasure to Oak Island and buried it deep underground and protected it with various traps that to this day foil treasure hunters left and right. Well, I bet on episode or in season 13, they're going to find the answer to that question. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are this close. They are closer than ever. That is for well, sure. The Scottish right was um, Freemasonry. So I guess, yeah, that wasn't like Templar. That was Freemasonry. So maybe that was the transition. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at it, into it all again. Mm. And here's the other Any question. Details? If if we are questioning whether a story is real or not, then we could question whether or not this is like some sort of message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to bring that one up actually. <laughs> to other. What is this meaning really? Right. Why is it in the news? If it's real, maybe, but can we actually trust what they're telling us? Or how many was it, Keel? Eight. There were eight, eight um, graves that they discovered. So who knows if there's some messaging that they're trying to get across to the big club. Well, the eight is coming into things I've noticed a little bit lately. I mean, the eighth of the eighth was when the Lahaina fires started in Hawaii, Maui. Oh, eight, oh, eight. Uh, people have been pointing that out. Yes. Um, I know 88 is a very significant number with Chinese culture. 
not, not saying anything there. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Let me have to look into the meanings of all that, but I'm just noticing the eights are coming up a lot. Hmm. So you're quite right. It could be a symbol. And um, also the fact that there's a lot of archaeological finds popping up these days. There's a lot of people looking into history, ancient history, because it's coming out more and more that what we've been told is not quite correct. So there's a lot of people looking into Freemasonry, particularly because of the powers that be. I mean, fair enough. Um, it seems there is a huge amount of infiltration going on. Um, so, yeah, don't know. Could be all tied yeah. into that. For some reason they're bringing it into the forefront. It's it's almost like they can't hide stuff anymore, so then they bring it in. I don't know. It's just just spitting balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, spitballing. <laughs> they weren't Muslim balls. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, Stella, Stella, Stella. Hey, it's early. It's early. Uh, She's not even done with her first cup of coffee yet. I have, and it's not really that early, so I have no excuse. Speaking <laughs> Thanks of... for trying. You're supposed to roll with me. I know. I appreciate that. But somebody's going to look up the time zone and go, nope. <laughs> Debunked. Speaking, speaking of Chinese numerology, uh, do you happen to know the... The best time to go see a Chinese dentist? 2.30. There you go. <laughs> Was I not meant to know that? That's an oldie. <laughs> I don't get it. 2.30. 2.30. Uh, just think, think about it on your way home tonight. Say three times fast. You'll, you'll bust out laughing. I have actually had a dentist appointment at 2.30, and you just can't help but say something to the secretary. <laughs> no. She's heard it all before. Yep. Are you getting it, Ashley? Tooth hurt. Yeah. E. Tooth, tooth hurty. Yeah. Tooth oh, hurt. I got your dentist. Tooth hurty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to All make right. impressions like that? I don't know. No, you're not, Stella. Okay. Come on. Stella, uh, why don't you redeem yourself and give us a <laughs> fantastic story that is not racist at all in any way? Oh, well, that's me done. <laughs> I better go home. <laughs> Um, look, it's a bit of a slow news day here in, in Australia. There's, it's kind of boring. There's a lot still going on about the voice, but you know, I've probably ranted about that enough for all you people. Um, one thing that I will mention though, is the prime minister has been caught, you know, outrightly lying, but <laughs> oh, shocker, um, basically saying, I'm just going to go over this really quickly. So we've got this thing called statement of the heart, which is an indigenous agreement, Uluru statement of the heart. And uh, it's it's a 26-page document with some fairly complex um, details in it. But the Prime Minister has stood up and blatantly said, it's not a 26-page document, it's a one-page A4 document. Really easy to read. We've, me we've made it into a poster even. So he has stood up saying this outright. And it was only through a Freedom of Information Act, allegedly, that... Um, one of the people, I think it was the lady from Sky News, Peter Credlin, or somebody got hold of it through FOI um, and confirmed through the FOI people that it is indeed a 26-page document. So this is an outright blatant lie. Um, and so now he's going, blah, 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 trying to cover it all up and, and it's not, not significant. And even to the point where he's calling the people who were trying to call him out, conspiracy theorists, and uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So anyway, that wasn't really my story. I just thought I'd bring that up because it's um, it is quite big, but you know, 
Is it Anthony Albanese? Is that who you're talking about? Sleazy Albanese. That's the guy. Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, I mean, he's just lying outright about everything anyway, because that's what he does best. And that's what, that's why he's there. Um, and of course he's, you know, going along with the whole green agenda thing, of, which all ties in with the whole bigger agenda. Uh, for instance, New Zealand at the moment, have been, they're making these um, deals with BlackRock and um, big investments going on there to have the green agenda, full, um, what is it, Re renewable energy by 2030, all that stuff, which is just ridiculous, but we all know that. But there's just really blatant, it's like BlackRock, BlackRock is investing, they're just coming out saying it now, it's funny. But my actual story was uh, the uh, Australia's richest woman, she's a a multi-generational mining magnate. Her name is Gina Reinhart. Uh, she, she, um, uh, her father is Lang Hancock, well-known mining magnate. Um, <clears throat> so she, of course. Um, when he died, she ended up, there was a bit of a controversy about that, but I won't go into it. She ended up in charge. Um, she actually is pushing, like she has a lot of push in Australia because she's, as I said, the Australia's richest woman. Um, she's actually pushing for nuclear energy which is a welcome thing to hear. Um, uh, she claims, she claims, the, <laughs> she, she claims the safety of nuclear energy. So she stood up and said this, if a man stood next to a nuclear power plant for one year, then went home to share a bed with two wives, he'd get more radiation from sharing that bed than standing next to the plant all year. <laughs> very bizarre, very bizarre, but it's kind of funny. Um, so she's just basically saying, I mean, I did report recently on the WA Heritage Act, which the Western Australia Heritage Act, not Washington. Um, and that was upsetting the whole farming industry, uh, that has sort of been rescinded now, but it took like Australia's biggest petition, what have you. But that was all kind of foreseeable because it was testing ground, I think. Um, so she is saying that the renewable, you know, let's not upset the farmers anymore because they have been extremely upset by all this. Uh, they're just trying to farm. They're just trying to feed the nation, you know. Um, she's saying let's not upset many more farmers with the bird-killing wind generators and the massive solar panel stretches and bring in the safe nuclear energy because Australia is actually, um, <clears throat> we're the biggest nuclear, sorry, the biggest, world's biggest uranium deposits. So we actually have a third of the world's uranium deposits in Australia. We are the world's biggest. And um, we're also one of the only G20, well, we are the only G20 country that um, has a moratorium on nuclear power. So go figure. But we all know what that's about. It's because they're trying to push the renewable stuff. And it also brought me back. Do you remember that uh, story that I brought about the in Western Australia, the little radioactive tic-tac that went missing? Yes. There was the big search, yep. you know, 1,200 kilometers. I, my mind went back to that and I'm thinking that was, because I was trying to think of the, the reason for all that. Um, this was sort of before, I can't say it's before nuclear energy came to Australia or anything like, um, sorry, renewable energy ideas came to Australia, but it, I, I feel like that was setting the stage and I couldn't quite put my finger on it at the time. But now in hindsight, you can see really what it was. It's like they were basically saying this little tiny thing that's just the size of a Tic Tac is so dangerous that if anybody happens to find it on the side of the road in the desert, don't go anywhere near it. You know, five meters away, it's going to kill you. And 
it's like, okay, so they were setting the stage for how dangerous even that tiny bit of nuclear radioactive thing is. In my opinion, I feel that's what they were doing, just putting it into the minds of the masses that we're just affirming that nuclear is really dangerous, so we're not going to have anything to do with that, you know, I feel. So that's sort of where it's at at this point. Um, Bill Shorten, who is an ex-Prime Minister and quite a failed one at that, um, he's comparing an inquiry into this, like whether nuclear would be better uh, thought about rather than these other renewables that really don't work and cost a fortune. Um, he's comparing a, an inquiry into that as uh, we may as well have an inquiry into unicorns or fairies at the bottom of the garden or flying into the sun at night time. <laughs> so um, that's the best you can do. <clears throat> yeah. So they're just trying any, like they are grasping at straws at the moment to keep this renewable BS um, yeah. in motion, basically. And, um, okay, yeah. so he was using those analogies to say how ridiculous her idea yeah. to promote nuclear energy was? Or have an inquiry into how it might be better. You know, like We're not even allowed to, we shouldn't even question it. We shouldn't even be right. thinking about this. <clears throat> That doesn't surprise me. I was gonna. I was thinking while you were talking about the story that they, in today's day and time, I don't know that she would be putting herself in a position for assassination, but she could be putting herself in a by speaking out in you know, the the risk of being canceled or debanked even. I mean, in people. Okay, so let's say she's not an op. So then, but maybe something like that will happen to her. But I think that some people are playing their part to be canceled, to be debanked, to show, to be an example, to be a contributor to demoralization. But I was thinking if she's actually legitimate, then something negative will probably befall her for speaking out, whether that is, you know, just having a lot of bad press um, about her. Or, or something like that. And then I was looking, um, <clears throat> I, I looked her up and it was saying that people were complaining about her on Reddit and they, they had made a comment. This was posted in October of 2021 that she believes that humans do not cause global warming. So mm-hmm. she already has wrong think, um, in other other areas as well. I think if anything happened to Ro- Gina Reinhart, the country would implode because, as I said, she's Australia's richest woman and she's huge sector of the mining industry. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, she's got a pretty thick skin too. Like, if you, yeah, you, I mean, I'm not going to judge, but uh, yeah, she's she's been in um, she's been in a bit of hot water as to do with the inheritance that she got um, from her father. Lang Hancock, there was um, inter-family debates going on and she just basically took over control. I can't really, I I wasn't really following it at the time. I wasn't that interested, but um, I think she just, I think she actually did the right thing personally because she's a pretty, pretty good businesswoman. Um, But yeah, no, they're not going to do anything to her, I don't think, because it would be a very bad idea for the, for the country, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Well, a weird thing, too, in this particular post, they said that um, her wealth is based on an extraction industry that is destroying our environment daily. And I feel like that is so rich for, for people to think that 
her kind of mining is unacceptable. And yet they would probably be the same people that would tell you that having an electric car is good for the environment. And it's like, how do you think they get the lithium for the electric car batteries? Do you think it just falls from the sky? Maybe it's mind. Get your head out of your ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's just ridiculous. Pews? <clears throat> they, they being the mass public, uh, do not understand that things that you buy at the store have a, long trail of refining and processing and development and you know even just going to the grocery store people don't look at a steak and see a cow that's being slaughtered and processed in a plant with you know and having to be raised and birthed and tagged and all these things that go into the production of the goods and that people purchase and certainly you know you get all of the people on the left and on the right, whoever, that scream about uh, environmentalism and while they're got their cell phone out and they're typing <laughs> away on their, on their iPhone, which they're holding in their hand, goes back to, uh, you know, thousands of hours of child labor and uh, the reese, like you said, the the lithium that goes in the battery has to be mined from somewhere. And that's, that's a whole other thing. There's third world nations that, uh, who people survive upon these, uh, very, uh, obscure mines that harvest these very, uh, um, scarce resources that have to go into these batteries. You got, uh, you know, like the big sulfur mines and lithium and cobalt and whatever else that goes into it. Cold and sand. yeah, and, and it is, it's insane. And people, if I'm, I'm talking to you, activists and environmentalists and whoever the hell else out there screaming all the time, if you want to really change the world and, and for the better or however you perceive it, you need to take a closer look at how you're living your own life and where you're spending your parents' money and and really think about the actions you're taking because you're supporting the same supply line that's destroying the world that you're claiming is being destroyed. You don't don't look at me. Don't look at me. I don't own an iPhone. I own a damn Samsung. So back <laughs> off. Back off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even the mining that i think it was called coltan um or coltane perhaps mining that was alone was like destroying the well supposedly destroying the gorilla habitat in brazil or somewhere or other somewhere or brazil i think it was um south america i don't think there's gorillas in brazil okay. Western, <laughs> wherever Western they africa. are must have been africa the congo yeah one of those places yeah probably the congo um and you know the companies all say oh yeah no we're not using child labor or whatever but then you get people sort of slipping into the place, you know, and checking it out. And sure enough, I mean, there's child labor, there's slave labor, it's just galore, you know, 12,000 people working in these tiny, cramped, muddy, mm -hmm. inhumane. So yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Um, the hypocrisy is just rampant. It's ridiculous. And unfortunately, um, most of the masses aren't noticing 
too much. You know, they're either plugged into the mainstream. I mean, same old, how many times? We've been over this a thousand million times. Mainstream media, if you're plugged into it, you're not going to hear about half this stuff. You're not going to think. You're just going to take, you know, little your son to soccer and not think about it, whatever. So, uh, but anyway, it's just a thought. It's, it's bringing the nuclear um, energy thing to the forefront. Um, and possibly that might be the only hope to destroy some of these ridiculous renewable goals because it is said that um, some, you know, the masses are kind of starting to wake up to this, which I think is largely due to um, a viral video that went viral, funnily enough, <laughs> a video that went viral. Um, oh, what was her name? Alex, N Alex Nicole, I think her name was. Um, anyway, she's, she's basically, she's done a couple of videos exploiting, which is one of the stories I brought recently, exploiting the renewable energy and the, the subsidies particularly um, of these middlemen who are making these huge subsidies, uh, money out of these huge subsidies, um, offering farmers very little and the money is going overseas, um, primarily to China because that's, they are the people who are manufacturing all these renewable type things like solar panels and ridiculously huge wind turbines that don't work and require coal-fired power to get them running. And I remember not long ago in Parliament, they were the Prime Minister, which was Morrison, Scott Morrison at the time, uh, passing around this big piece of coal. Um, but, you know, I can guarantee you it wasn't, it was probably all cleaned up and it was, it was probably not even real because they're all there in their suits. I mean, you're not going to pass around dirty coal in your suits, are you? So they're passing around this coal and they're sort of showing how clean it is. And <laughs> I'm sure it had been lacquered. Um, but yeah. yeah, sort of sudden turnaround. Oh, no, 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 not coal. <laughs> so this is the Labor government sort of doing this apparently, but we all know it's, you know, two wings, same bird. So anyway, that's a, um, that's the slow news day from Australia. Well, I think it is an interesting tie-in <clears throat> because, uh, and we have mentioned this on the show a couple of different times now, but Germany has started shutting down their nuclear power plants. And yet we know that Nord Stream two, I think, was it the original Nord Stream? Anyway, Nord Stream was bombed and that was how Germany was going to be getting their gas and their energy. So what, where are they going to be, you know? And I think that it is climate dependent, but I believe it gets colder in Germany than Australia, right? Oh yeah. 10 times at least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were an exporter of, of energy and suddenly they're relying on everyone to bring it in. It's just, it's crazy. It's yeah, so it's gotten this far, actually, but we all know why. It's because the policymakers are the puppets. So, yeah, it's, it seems like it's going to be affecting a couple different. Well, it will be right. It's going to be like dominoes falling as the pieces kind of start transforming and moving into um, the Great Reset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to be completely dependent. There's going to be a lot of blackouts if this all goes ahead. Yeah, and it's uh, I find it kind of sad that Germany is rejecting nuclear power because that's kind of where the research for nuclear energy came from, right? All the German scientists that came out of the uh, 30s and 40s developed the nuclear bomb where all the nuclear reaction technology came from. So I'm sure I'm sure the the concepts may have come out of somewhere else maybe, but as far as really practical sure, application, right? the the german german research machine is what birthed it 
yeah, quite possibly. I'm not really sure where it actually originated from, but I would I would say probably Germany. I mean, German technology, as we know, it's far superior. I mean, I, I think it was all based on Einstein's theories, essentially. Yeah. I could be I wrong. I, 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 physicists, there's probably some physicists listening to us that are yelling at us and shaking their fists in the air. No, yeah. no, wrong. It was the ancient Chinese. They had it millennia before the. Uh, yeah. I can almost hear Terry from the Canary Islands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing his uh, uh, Liam Neeson impression. <laughs> I will. He's very good you. at he's he's very good at that. Yeah, he certainly is. Shout out Terry. And definitely uh, shout out Terry. We miss you, man. Yeah, he should be on tonight, but unfortunately, that damn volcano keeps him occupied far too often. Yes, and just uh, one other thing I noticed uh, that wasn't in the news much, like there was a little tiny square thing if you looked really hard uh, about the fires in Hawaii. So interesting there because that's pretty major and also the fact that it's on par with what we had here. You would think that there would be, you know, a flood of news about it. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't actually, but, you know, <laughs> in a perfect world. Not in clown world, but... Yeah, it's a lot of fishy business going on there. Especially how they tracked that uh, high-frequency energy blast right before the fire started. Um, that was really weird. Yes, well, there's a lot of things going around social media which are not true by the looks of it too. I think uh, it was Stu Peters apparently tweeted some photo of a supposed blast with no text or anything and it turned out it was a time lapse of some rocket or something taking off so that was absolute crap yeah. but you know that's not the first time he's done that <clears throat> cough cough <laughs> did i did i tell you guys uh, uh there was a news story that happened um a week before last maybe was i on the show last week i can't even remember uh, uh, i believe but, you were uh, Yes. Okay. Uh, there was there was a sword involved. Is that ring any bells? I can't remember if I told you this story or not. Sword. Yeah, it would have been, but it would have been around the same time where the lady with the the snake that fell out of the sky and ripped her arm up with the eagle. Anyway, there's another that story. Yeah. yeah, there was another story that caught my eye that week, and I didn't get to talk about it, um, but it was a story out of Memphis. Uh, there was a home invasion. Um, a guy named Terrence Stewart broke into this home the early morning of November 4th, 2006. Barged into a home with guns blazing, firing shots, and demanding money from the eight people who were sleeping inside. Uh, the suspected uh, home invaders allegedly pistol whipped one victim. Identified as Guillermo, Guillermo Tobar, knocking him out before dragging him into another room. They took cash and wallets from the other victims, but Tobar woke up. Then he armed himself with a long saber-type sword and charged the attackers. He fought back against them, 
cutting the end of one of the suspect's fingers off in the process. Yes. <laughs> the suspects fled and responding officers recovered the finger at the scene. So did they, they have... let did they did they let him keep it as a trophy? No, I don't think so. They put it in the they, fridge they, with the testicles. Right. Just uh, chuck it in the fridge. So using the fingerprint on that finger, they were able to determine who the attackers were. And an, an arrest warrant was placed out for this guy. Um, but he wasn't captured until this year. So how long ago was the original robbery? It was in 2006. Wow. Okay, is that sort of displaying the fact that um, fingerprints are only so good, so we better move on to facial recognition and put more cameras up? I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm just, I, I give this guy Tobar a round of applause because he fought back against his attackers who would never have been caught had he not chopped the guy's finger off, allowing yeah. police to have a bit of evidence. Shout out Toba. Yeah. Definitely. Just anyway. remember to cut off the finger of your enemy. Absolutely. I think that's the moral of the story, is it not? I would have I would have aimed for the guy's neck, but that's just me. <laughs> Straight for the jugular. <laughs> yeah, well, there's I mean, a lot of swords things coming out isn't there i mean like just the whole attack on guns and things it's like are they trying to i don't know it just seems like a coincidence there's so many sword things coming out i was reading another one recently of more swords that had been found i think it was in the uk um it's just sword story after sword story have you noticed that uh not have more not. than usual but hmm. i'm glad that there are because swords are awesome and they should be in the news more often <laughs> they are but you know like i don't think that you i don't know whether they're legal here uh, i think oh i'm I seriously know, doubt I it yeah i'm not seriously figured it, it. Probably you can't have a, them. you probably can't have a little nail file attached to the end of a toenail clippers down there in australia that'd be yep. considered an offensive weapon they're working on uh biros <laughs> butter knives chopsticks <laughs> I hate that for you, Stella. I want you to be able to take your pistol to the local gun range and just pop off 10, 20, 300 rounds whenever you damn please. I'd like that too. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you, you can still get a gun. You can still, if you're licensed and everything, but you know, we've been through this. It's so, it's so, <laughs> it's hardly worth it really because you can't, like even for a pistol, I don't think that you can take the pistol home. I believe it has to be left on the premises. I don't know if that's permanently. I don't know if that's permanently or yeah. just for maybe a, a short time. I haven't looked into it fully, but um, that is the case with pistols and with rifles and assault weapons, you know, bigger ones. Um, mm. Yeah, they have to be in a gun cabinet and not have any ammunition anywhere near them. Like that's got to be locked up separately. You can't have any in the in the barrel or in a magazine. In other words, you can't be ready to defend yourself. You have to go and get keys and unlock things and load up and yeah. So, and, and the police can come in at any point and check as well, yeah. like without a warrant. Or anything. Knock, knock, knock. We're here to check on your gun cabinet. I can, I can go. Well, if I don't think it's, do we have federal laws? here in the States. So you, you can't get, you don't have access to certain 
you can't buy a machine gun, no matter what you read in the newspapers, you can't go out and buy a machine gun without some really heavy duty licensing. Um, you can't even buy a silencer here in the, in the United States without an additional form of license. Um, but you can go to the, I, th I don't think gun dealers are required to do background checks. Maybe they are. If you're a, if you're a, uh, what's it called? There's a, there's a license you can have to be a retailer. Maybe you have to do background checks then, but it's just like a, it's a cheap, quick background check. But outside of that, if you're not going to a store, you can buy a gun from anybody and there's no paperwork involved. Yeah. Right. And, wow. and then you don't have to have any sort of license. Doesn't matter where you keep it. You please still have to have a warrant to get in your house. So that's, you know, a little tiny roadblock, a little tiny speed bump for them, but depends on yeah, who well, you are. I remember in my younger days when I um, first moved to Tasmania from Sydney, um, we just walked into a hardware store and bought, you know, 22, some bullets and hammer and nails mm. sort of thing. It was just nothing yeah. to do that. And then of course, Port Arthur happened in 1996 and the rest is history. Mm. That's Over crazy. Australia. Yeah. There is, um, if, if you've got a friend who's got like a certain amount of acreage and you know, you can go on there and shoot and everything. I think that's some sort of requirement as well for having a gun. Um, I know someone who just recently got one and I believe that was a requirement. So you have to sort of know an outlet that you can go to, to shoot it as well as, you know, whatever else it takes to acquire a license. Yeah. They always, I always, uh, there was a time when I was just kind of mentally exploring the idea that, you know what, maybe there's a better place to live than the United States. And you, you can find other countries that seem to have greater economic freedoms certain, you know, personal freedoms or whatever you want, you're looking for. Uh, but what always was a huge road, just a, just a deal breaker was the gun laws everywhere. You can't, you can't own, you can't just certainly can't, you couldn't take, I couldn't take my gun collection with me anywhere. Really. It just, it just wouldn't be possible. Uh, not without, you know, maybe if I went somewhere where you could bribe the the local magistrate and, you know, go that route and then just have, you know, whatever. But that's not, I'm not going to be able to pull that off. So I just, gosh. Are you talking about taking them out of the States or taking them into another country was the problem? Well, I mean, I could probably ship them anywhere I wanted, but getting through customs anywhere else would be... Yeah impossible you know and if if i wanted to do it legally I, I mean i don't think there's a whole lot of i mean unless they unless there's I, I don't know what the laws are exactly for exporting from the united states but if i had you know crates and crates of you know military grade weapons and i was trying to leave the country of course i'd probably get stopped because i'm obviously trying to sell them somewhere but well, unless you're heading to Ukraine, yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless. Uh, oh no, I'm going to Ukraine. No, this, yeah. oh, this stuff. Please. This is all Ukraine. <laughs> oh, Can sure. Yeah, here, here, yeah, here. Let me, here. How about a first, first grade, uh, uh, first class, 
first class upgrade. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that <laughs> would a be private a jet. Yeah. No, but it, but just, you know, I'm, you know, looking around Ireland and Iceland and New Zealand and all these like very scenic, cool places to live. And, and then you, you're like, Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Oh yeah. And he's got this place in you know, there's job opportunities. No, no, no. And then you're like, Oh wait, you can't, you can't own a gun unless you do jump through a lot of hoops at least. And then you're only allowed a certain number of guns, certain types. And yeah, yeah like, I guess I think maybe some places in Europe, like you said, you, you can't, you don't get to keep the gun with you at your house. You have to keep it at the gun, the, the gun range. So when you go, you have like, it's in a lot, your own locker that you're paying for that you can, so you can use it when you're there. Or if you can prove that you're a, an active hunter, you can have some hunting rifles and stuff, but it's like, ah, oh, gosh, why can't I just, why can't I just be me and free and whatever? Because the free world is an illusion. Yeah, I guess. It sort of always has been, really. It's just we're starting to realize it. <laughs> well. People keep fighting for freedom, but what is that? That's basically the abolition of government, isn't it? Yeah. Which I am all for, 100%. All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Yep. Uh, this, is, uh, this has been great. We are the Union of the Unknowns. <laughs> You've been listening to the Not Your Mama's News. And I'm Keel Thor. Thank you, Ashley Think Change Repeat. Thank you, Stella Q. Thank you, listeners. Ashley, I've got a question for you. Yeah? How can our millions of listeners get a hold of us and contact us? Well, Jill, well you. I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> uh, you can find us on our Linktree page, unionoftheunknowns.com. There you will find all the various ways to connect with us from email to voicemail, Twitter to Discord. You can also find us over on Rockfin where we have a channel and you have access to our bonus content there. And we also have a bonus content RSS feed that you can sign up for available on Spotify. And we also have a newsletter that you can sign up for. So, so many ways to get in touch with us. <laughs> Outstanding. Any, any final words of wisdom, Stella? Help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. We are the Union of the Unknowns, and we are out. Out. Bye. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.